Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Tuesday Talks with Titus. Today, we're going to be discussing how the world seems to be trying to brainwash us and how to combat that. It's not exactly a secret that social media, the news media, and politics seem to want us to believe things that aren't true. We even see that in our school system. So how do we fight against being brainwashed or other people being brainwashed? Well, Romans 12.2 says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove whatever is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Okay, there's a lot of sin that this world offers us that in the moments may seem awesome, fun, and harmless, but it will destroy us from the inside out. It seems like we fill our minds with what is bad, unacceptable, and imperfect. We have an unclean mind. We were born with it. And we constantly feed it. And you might think that you're not feeding your mind with these things, but you really are. Think about the things in a store you're looking at or the things on your social media platforms that you're looking at. Just think about all that. We are constantly feeding our minds with all this yuck. So how are we going to become brainwashed in the sense of cleaning the mind instead of changing the mind into bad things? Well, Philippians 4.9 says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. God is giving us clear instruction right here. This is what we're supposed to think about. This is what we're supposed to have a guard on. This is what we're supposed to have a handle on. So... We spend our times watching things and hearing things that just aren't good. The other day, I was scrolling through social media, and I heard this song telling its listeners their lives weren't worth it, and they could jump off a bridge and it wouldn't make a difference. It is so sad that we are exposed to such things. I am just thinking right now of the young person or someone my age, someone older, someone even younger, who already was having suicidal thoughts and struggling with depression, who came across this song, and it just made things a whole lot worse. How is this song supposed to help? Well, it's not. A lot of these things in the world aren't really going to help at all. They're really just going to tear us down. And it's exactly what Satan wants. He wants us to believe that we are unworthy, that even God can't rescue us, that we've done too much bad that God could never get us out of the pit that we dug. Listen, that's only humans that can't do that. God can. Satan can't get you out of any pit that he creates for you and that you create for yourself. God can Listen, Satan's going to lie to you, and he's going to tell you that we are not intelligent enough 
physically fit enough, attractive enough, or several other qualities. There's just so many things that Satan's going to lie about because Satan is the king of lies. God is the prince of peace, and he is the lord of lords, the king over everything, and he can't tell lies. You ever heard um, the fact that Abraham Lincoln said, I cannot tell a lie? Well, I'm sure he's told a couple, including the fact that he can't tell a lie. He probably is lying while he says that. But just think about that. God never told a lie, thought a bad thought, or did a bad action. He is so holy. Set apart is what holy means for those of you who don't know. And it's such a perfect word for God. Because he is holy, almighty, he's omnipotent. Even though we turned against him, God still wants us to be a part of his family. Listen, yes, you were born in this world, but you are not a child of this world. You are a child of the same God who made the universe with nothing but words. The same God who sent his only son to die on the cross for our sins. The same God you and I spat in the face of and yet he still forgives you and I. If you've allowed him into your life, he is your and my father. If you haven't accepted him into your life, please contact me so you can know who you truly are and not according to this world, but according to God. You can contact me through my email, TuesdayTalksWithTitus at gmail.com, or you can text me through Messenger on Facebook or Instagram. My pages are simply Tuesday Talks with Titus on both platforms. But let's just get back into it. I mean, definitely let that sink into you for a minute. The fact that Jesus is a holy, perfect, set-apart God, and yet he died a brutal death for us, even though we already decided that we were going to turn against him, even though he knows that there's still going to be people who are going to choose not to accept his gift. For God so loved the world. For God so loved the world. That doesn't mean God just loved the people who were doing his work. God loves those people, don't get me wrong. But he does not just love them. He loves you and I. He loves the world. He doesn't just love people in the Christian faith, in case you didn't know. He loves you. Even if you haven't accepted his gift, he loves you. He loves our, the actors. He loves the skeptics. He loves the Christians. He loves the members of LGBTQIA+. He loves the emotionally damaged and scarred and physically damaged and scarred. He loves the, the hurt. All these people I'm describing are prodigals. I'm a prodigal, you're a prodigal, and I'm a sinner, you're a sinner. I mean, Jesus even told a story about the prodigal son. We're all prodigals. We came back home to him. Let me just read the dictionary meaning of prodigal. Prodigal, a person who leaves home and behaves recklessly. But the prodigal son is only part of the story. The amazing part of the story is that after the prodigal son lives in this terrible way and starts spending his money living in an unpure way spending his father's inheritance he comes back after being at his lowest point and his father doesn't say huh there you are huh 
It's a shame you got where you are. That's disappointing. He didn't say any of that. He just comes to him and he hugs him. His son returned. That's what he focused on. He didn't focus on what his son did. He focused on the fact that he returned. And Christians, we need to focus on that a little bit more. We need to make sure that we are loving on people, even when they're at their worst, because that's what Jesus would have done. And you were a sinner too. Don't forget that. Don't ever forget that, because that helps us know that as the Bible says, no one can boast. We all are sinners. We all came from the same dirty, rotten pit that God got us out of. Let's move on. We often see information on social media, but it's not true. For example, while browsing on Facebook, I came across a man who is anti-God and had a video titled, I Can Prove Jesus Lied. We all know that Jesus can't lie, right? So let's take a look at the verse in Matthew where he claims Jesus lied. Jesus' disciples asked him, Tell us, when will this happen, and what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? That portion of the verse is taken from Matthew twenty-four thirteen, And in Matthew 24, 8-40, we see Jesus describing his second coming. Now, this verse I'm going to say next is where the man claims that Jesus lied. Matthew 24, 33-34 says, Even so, when you see all these things, you will know that it is near, right at the door. Truly, I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until these things have happened. He is claiming the man who is um, talking about this, uh, he's claiming that Jesus was saying this to his disciples. And based on these few verses, we might begin to doubt. Jesus appears to have lied about this second coming. But did he? <laughs> nope. If you look closely, Jesus is simply saying that the generation that is going to see the second coming will not pass away until signs pass. This is not him saying this about his disciples. And, you know, we could get tripped up by that. I did. Honestly, I was really confused. I had to do some research. I had to watch a couple of videos to help me understand this. Um, and this is what I'm coming across. I don't know about y'all, but there is a lot of this coming up on a lot of people's feeds because I've seen Christians reacting to this kind of stuff. And make sure... By the way, I really want to focus on that for just one second. As I said, we need to be loving, even when you're reacting to a person who can't react back to your reaction unless they choose to. But we need to make sure that those reactions are going to come across as loving. And, you know, we can't always be able to um, make everybody happy with the things that we say. But we need to make sure that what we're saying is um, what God would approve and what God would say of. Um, all right, now as we continue, this is what I'm coming across. This is why we need to feed our minds with scripture. And listen to this, be plugged into a church. A lot of you may be plugged into a church, but a lot of you may not. I really encourage you to be plugged into a church. It has really helped me to be surrounded by Christian people who can push me to do better in my faith. And 
we can also ask these fellow Christians what their thoughts are. Remember, some of those questions we won't know the answers to, and they might not either. But we need to understand that God knows. And some things will be beyond our understanding. All this to say, we need to be prepared to recognize the lies that we will be told. And we need to be grounded in truth. I am going to leave us off with one more verse. Romans 16:19 says, The report of your obedience has reached everyone. Therefore, I rejoice over you, but I want you to be wise about what is good and yet innocent about what is evil. Make sure you're being innocent of evil. Listen to the being innocent of evil and being excellent. I've heard a um, song that says be excellent and one is good. I was looking for the translation that said that. I could not find that. Um, but I really like saying um, I want you to be excellent in what is good and be innocent in what is evil. Meaning being innocent means not being a part of at all. In a court, you're going to be deemed innocent if, if you weren't even a part of the event. Um, but you'll be deemed guilty for helping if you helped. So we need to make sure that we are innocent of evil. And even slightly getting in those white lies. No, we need to be innocent. So this is it right here. We need to watch out. It's going to be everywhere. It's been on my feed. I don't know about y'all, but when I watch these Christian videos, I always come across something. I'm like, mm, that's not true, is it? I need to look that up. And sometimes, uh, some of you know that my dad's a pastor, um, and he's just trained in the Bible. Um, and sometimes I have to go up to him and ask, um, what is this about? Like, they're claiming Jesus lied and stuff like that. I definitely asked some questions about that video I was speaking of earlier. But make sure that we're watching what's popping up on our feed, being innocent of the evil that's all around us. It's kind of difficult. But God never said it would be easy. Thank you all so much for listening and remember to read the blog version of this. And we'll see you next time. Tuesday Talks with Titus.wordpress.com. You can watch this. And thank you so much. Don't forget to share this episode with your family and friends.